The Dental Practice Fixers podcast is brought to you by the Maddow Center for Dental Practice Success. To find out how we can help increase the success of your practice, check out maddow.com or call us at 1-800-258-0060. Hair, skin, feet, teeth. What the heck do they have to do with each other and do with your dental practice? Well, possibly a lot. Maybe a lot. Definitely a lot. And that's what we're going to be finding out on today's episode of the Dental Practice Fixers Podcast, also known as the Dental Practice Fixers Podcast, featuring mystery shopper calls, because we're going to do some today. Thanks so much for being here with me. I'm Dr. Richard Maddow. I'm co-founder of the Maddow Center for Dental Practice Success, and I am your host today on the Dental Practice Fixer. So again, thanks so much for being here with me. I just want to relay a few things that happened to me recently that I think we can all learn from to use these lessons in our dental practices. I love finding dental practice lessons and life lessons in everyday transactions, even tiny, tiny, tiny little small ones. So today, hair, skin, feet, teeth. Can you guess what I'm gonna be talking about? Well, let's get right down to it. Let's start with hair. As a matter of fact, for the last maybe year or so, I've been going to a new barber. I used to go to a salon, you know, fancy salon where they washed your hair and did all this fancy schmancy stuff and used a blow dryer. And I got kind of sick of it and it was a little far from my house. So now I just go to a barber. It's a real man's place. It smells like leather and powder and they've got a pool table there. And best of all, I can walk there from my house. So I love that. And the guy that cuts my hair is a really cool guy and he does a great job. And we talk about music and all kinds of other interesting stuff. And he remembers me from appointment to appointment. But most of all, I like the haircut he gives me. So I'm continuing to go back. So at the end of every appointment, after he finishes cutting my hair, he takes a little jar of goop. He puts a little goop on his fingers and he rubs it around and he smushes it in my hair and he plays around with it with his fingers for about five seconds and boom, it looks great. I'm not saying I could ever replicate that at home because this guy's a total pro, but he does a nice job. So every time I say to him, hey, what is that that you're putting in my hair? And he said, oh, it's called clay. And I look at the little jar and I see that they have a shop right in, the, you know, kind of like a little retail shop, a lance stand, whatever you want to call it, right in their barber shop, and they sell these products. And the clay is one of the products that they sell. So come on now. Every single time I say to him, hey, what's that goop you're putting in my hair? And he says, oh, it's clay. You would think that he would say, oh, we actually have it for sale here. Let me get you some. Would you like to try some? Would you like to buy some? Whatever. I mean, the guy is manager of this shop. I'm sure he has an interest in the sales and production and collections and all those great things. Maybe he's trying too hard not to be pushy, but geez, I'm the one that asks about it every single time. And what happens? He never even mentions that they have it for sale there. And of course, uh, the next time I'm at our local grocery store, the Harris Teeter, I pick up another brand of hair clay, probably not even as good. What a simple no-brainer sale he should have there every single time, but he never just takes it to that simple next step. And again, it's not like he's being pushy. I actually asked him. So what's the dental practice lesson here? Well, let's move on and we're going to learn when we go to skin. 
skin. Yes. I was recently at my dermatologist for my, I think it's like every year and a half. I just get one of those, you know, skin scan, a skin scan, a scintillating skin scan where she looks at me all over and you know says, oh, that this mole's nothing to worry about. Your skin looks good, blah, 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 blah. So that's a great thing. Now, Every time I go there, which I've, you know, gone there every year and a half for the past several years, she always recommends that I wear sunscreen every single day. I actually wrote about this episode at much greater length. I'm not going to go into this much length now, but all kinds of lessons I learned there. I wrote about it in our e-newsletter, which comes out from time to time. Always great stories, dental practice lessons, information on upcoming webinars and seminars and some product recommendations. Great stuff like that. You should definitely subscribe. You could just go to matto.com slash newsletter or check out the show notes of the podcast and subscribe to our e-newsletter. And we do a drawing. If you're a subscriber, you're automatically entered in a drawing for a dental practice fixer's coffee mug. Wow, is that a bribe? Absolutely. So go subscribe at matto.com slash newsletter or look in the show notes. Well, anyway, I'm just giving you an abbreviated version. So she does my whole skin scan, the scintillating skin scan. And then every time I'm in, she recommends that I wear sunscreen because, you know, obviously skin cancer is a real issue and your face is exposed to the sun all the time. She recommends I wear it on my face and neck. And she always reminds me, even if you're not going outside that day, if you're just sitting in your home near a window or if you're driving, you're always getting exposure to UV rays. So you should wear sunscreen on your face and neck every single day. Now, of course, I always put it on if I'm going to be out in the sun or hiking or going to the beach or the pool or, you know, doing some kind of outdoor activity, of course. But I do neglect to put it on every day. And I really appreciate that reminder that she gives me. So I'm back. I think kind of like our patients floss for the, the next week after we see them. I'm back in that pattern of putting on sunscreen every day. And I highly recommend you do too. But anyway, she recommends sunscreen. Then she leaves the room and her assistant comes up to me with this little bottle of lotion. And she says, here, this is the sunscreen we recommend. It was some esoteric brand I never heard of, of course. And she just rubs a little bit on my hand and she rubs it in really gently. And she says, notice how it's very light and it doesn't have a strong odor. It's made with zinc. It's the highest quality sunscreen we really recommend. And I said, oh, it's nice. It does feel great. She says, it's, um, it's $67. For this bottle of lotion, says, and of course you can go online and get it. It would actually be a little bit more expensive online, but for your convenience, we do make it available here at our office. And okay, that's nice. I really wasn't sure if I was going to spend sixty-seven bucks on sunscreen. To be honest, just like with the hair goop, I could probably go to the grocery store and get a normal brand for less than half of that price. But anyway, I could tell it was very high-end, high-quality stuff, and I do like to take the recommendation of healthcare professionals like my dermatologist. And if she thinks this esoteric sunscreen is the best, well, that does mean something to me. But honestly, I wasn't sure if I was going to buy it or not. So then I go to check out to pay my copay to make the next appointment. And there's the bottle of lotion sitting right there for me. And they said, Dr. Maddow, um, we've got the lotion that Dr. Wang recommended. Would you like to just purchase it right here for your convenience? And what did I say? I said, of course I will. I knew I was spending a somewhat outrageous amount on sunscreen, but my doctor, who I do firmly believe is Baltimore's best, recommended it. But most of all, they made it so easy for me. It was the no-brainers, no-brainer. I'm there to check out. The lotion's waiting right there. I already have my credit card out. One fell swoop, as they say. I paid my copay. I purchased the lotion, and I made my next appointment. And I got to tell you, I guarantee you, 
that if my barber had done the same, if I went to pay and they said, oh, here's the clay that Justin uses, you want to throw it on your tab? I would have, without a doubt, said, absolutely, let's do it. I probably wouldn't even have asked the price. Make it easy. Make it easy for your customer, your client, your patient. Give your recommendation and then make it seamlessly easy to make the purchase. I'm going to relate this to dentistry in just a second, but I promised hair, skin, feet, and teeth. So I just want to tell you, again, I love... Um, doing little lessons in every single transaction you have all day long with a person, place, thing, whatever. A few weeks ago, my beloved, well-worn, probably six-year-old pair of brown Chelsea boots gave up the ghost as shoes will. I just wore them so much and they were finally just really beat and ragged looking. And even the, the shoe repair store couldn't make them look that much better. I mean, I could wear them to, you know, mess around, but to a nice event or seminar or whatever, it was time to retire them and get a new pair of boots. So there's a shoe store near my house. I can walk there. It's called Allen Edmonds. It's pretty high end, I guess maybe somewhat expensive, made in the USA shoe store. And I went in there to get a new pair of brown Chelsea boots. Yes, I love brown Chelsea boots. So there were two pair there that I was looking at. One was a little more formal. One was a little less formal. You could probably wear both dressed up or dressed down, as they say, wearing with a suit or wearing with jeans. But anyway, they both fit. They both looked really good. Um, they were both super comfortable. I wasn't sure which ones to get. And the guy starts asking me a few questions, like, do you mainly wear them for dress or do you mainly wear them casual, like with jeans or khakis, whatever? So well, I mainly wear them with casual. He asked me a few more questions. And he recommended one of the two pair. And it happened to be by far the less expensive of the two. So he's got a pretty high priced, more formal Chelsea boot, much less expensive, more casual boot. He recommended the less expensive one. I, I probably would have purchased whichever one he recommended. So it was really refreshing to know that he asked me the right questions and he did the right thing. He was looking long-term instead of a short-term higher sale, higher profit, maybe higher commission for him even. He was thinking long-term because he gave me his card. He introduced himself. He said, I want to you know, be your man. You stop in here anytime you want. Call me. I'll help you, blah, 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 whatever. He was great. And I really thought it was so nice and refreshing that knowing I would have purchased either pair, he recommended the lesser of the two expense-wise. Okay, so then I go to check out. And he says, hey, would you like to get a pair of boot trees for these? I, I really recommend that, you know, they keep their shape better if you use boot trees. And I know it was a good recommendation, but of course he was also trying to do the add-on sale. And I thought, you know what? I've already got a pair of boot trees that I bought last time I purchased boots that are that I never use, that are just collecting dust in my closet. I don't want another pair to just collect dust. So I said, no, thank you. No. And he said, no problem. I've got one more thing to let you know about. He said, you know, these are fine leather shoes. You really should use a leather reconditioner. And I'm waiting for him to try to sell me some overpriced tub of leather conditioner like my dermatologist did with the sunscreen. But no, instead he said, let me write down the brand that I like. He said, you can go on Amazon. It's about 24 bucks. There's actually a YouTube video of a professional shoe care guy showing how to use this. He writes all this stuff down, clearly puts it on his business card so that I keep the business card and hands it to me. Oh, wow. This was so cool because I guess if they sold this product there, he would have tried to sell it to me, but it didn't look like they did sell it there. 
But he really gained my trust. He really gained my trust because I could tell he was doing things in the best interest of me. He wasn't looking for the short-term higher profit. He was looking for the long-term customer, which I think I'm safe to say at this time I feel like I am because he recommended the lesser expensive of the two boots. Yes, he did try to do one add-on, but then he gave me some great advice. I thought it was going to be an add-on, but it wasn't. It was just a good tip, and he told me where to get it very cheaply. So I trust this guy. I like this guy. Trust and likability are so important when it comes to us recommending treatment for our patients. If you're trying to rip someone off or trying to get somebody to do treatment they don't need or choose the higher level of treatment just because it will benefit your production numbers, people can sniff out that scheme from a mile away. Don't do it. Always do what's best for the patient regardless of profit, regardless of insurance coverage, whatever. And if that means recommending something that's costlier, that's what you should recommend. If it means recommending something that's less costly or even letting them know that this procedure isn't necessary right now, but you'll continue to check down the road, whatever it takes, always, always, always recommend what's in the best interest of your patient. And be likable about it too. So, okay, we did hair, we did skin, we did feet. Now we're doing teeth. Um, gain the patient's trust by always recommending what's best for them. And of course, be enthusiastic about it. But sometimes, just like you know, some of these people, just like the dermatologist, the shoe person, we need to ask, we need to suggest, we need to teach. Adult fluoride's a great um, example of that. Adult fluoride is great for our patients. It helps prevent cavities. It helps their restorations last longer. But for some reason, we're afraid of it, maybe because insurance didn't cover it or the patient already spent enough and wouldn't want to come on like we're pushy. Don't be pushy about it. Recommend the best and then make it very, very, very easy for them to say yes. Ask questions like, would you like to have whiter teeth? You're not being pushy if you do that. You're not saying you got to get whitening. You got to get it today or the world's going to end. But ask a nice question like, would you like to have whiter teeth? And if the patient says yes, then just very calmly and professionally review the options. Make it easy to purchase. And of course, if you're a regular listener or watcher of the Dental Practice Fixers, you know my pet peeve of pet peeves is when a potential new patient calls or even an existing patient calls and they are not offered an appointment. And I'm going to show you a bunch of examples of that when we do our mystery shopper calls. But if somebody calls looking for information about dental procedures, office location, insurance coverage, cost, whatever it is, they're showing an interest in your practice and you are doing them a disservice if you don't offer the appointment by saying, we'd love to see you in our practice. We can see you tomorrow at 3 p.m. If that's not convenient, we've got Thursday at noon, which works best for you. Okay, we're going to see some examples of that in the upcoming Mystery Shopper Calls. But first, I just want to remind you that the Matto Center, we save thousands, tens of thousands of dollars as time goes by because we do not pay that nasty overage percentage on our credit card processing. We just pay a flat monthly fee by using Stacks. They are the real deal. Go to matto.com slash save and they will show you how much money you can and will save every month when you stop paying that overage percentage and you just pay a low flat monthly fee for your credit card processing, just like we do at the Matto Center. So go to matto.com slash save. Okay, as promised, it's time for the one and only mystery 
shopper call portion of the podcast. But this time, I did, I, we call this Dave, my brother Dave and I, Dave's the co-founder of the Matto Center, Dr. David Matto. We call this silver plattering. When somebody offers you something up on a silver platter, I silver platter these offices. I posed as a patient. I'm new in town and I know I need a couple of crowns. This should be the easiest, easiest, easiest appointment ever to make. I know I need two crowns. I'm new in town. I'm calling your office to find out what it's all about. How can this go wrong? Can it go wrong? Let's find out. Let's go over here to Command Central and we'll play Mystery Shopper Call number one. This is Jennifer. How can I help you? Hey, I have a question for you. Um, my last dentist was actually in a different city. Um, told me that I needed two crowns, but they didn't really explain what that meant. And what does that mean exactly when you need a crown? Or what does that do? Um, they go in and they, you know, remove the decay and they take an impression. Um, they leave with a temporary that day and they send that impression to the lab to have a permanent crown made and then we bring you back to seed it. You just, you seed it? You seed? Yeah, seed you it. remove the temporary and put the permanent crown on. Is that S-E-E-D? You seed it? You, I'm S not sure what you mean. S-E-A-T-E-D. Like when you leave our office, you leave with a temporary crown instead of a permanent uh -huh. crown. So we have Got to bring it. you back in two weeks to remove the temporary and put the permanent one in. I got it. So it's permanent. That's always good to know. Yes. Excellent. Great. Great. Cool. Well, thank you so much. All right. You're welcome. All right. Bye. Bye-bye. Okay. There you go. I know I need two crowns. I'm new in town. I'm calling your office. She didn't even come close to offering an appointment. Just kind of got me off the phone. Okay, thank. Why am I calling here? It's because I'm looking for a dentist to do these crowns. This is another example of dental terminology. Um, she said we seed it. Again, that's a normal term, but people don't know what that means. We seed it. I think she could have done a lot better there. And then, of course, she did the famous mistake of calling it a permanent crown. As we all know, nothing is permanent. I'm not a fan of that term. Okay, let's move on. Next call. Can you hold, please? Oh, sure. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I love starting with can you hold, please? Thank you for calling Dental, the cosmetic and family dental office of Dr. Your call is very important to us, and we will be with you just as soon as possible. Because we are dedicated to your healthy smile, our office is open Monday through Saturday from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. and Sunday by appointment only. Emergency appointments are also available. We're conveniently located at... Thank you for holding. How may I help you? Sure, I have a question for you. Um, my last dentist told me I needed a couple crowns, but I wasn't really sure exactly what that meant. They never explained it to me. What does a crown mean? So a crown essentially, um, it could be there's some tooth structure lost with your existing actual tooth. So the doctor has to go and clean out a cavity. Basically, he has to trim down your tooth, and he has to put a porcelain crown over your tooth. So it looks like your actual tooth, but it's a porcelain cap that goes over your tooth, and it's cemented permanently. Permanently. So it lasts forever? Um. Ideally, we'd like to, but typically, no. It's anywhere from about 10, 25 years, give or take. Oh, good. I see. So there's like a porcelain covering, and then like the real tooth is underneath, but it's it's trimmed. Mm -hmm. It kind of looks That's like a That's a peg, great explanation. If you will. It looks yeah. like a peg? 
Peg. Yeah, like a little peg we'll tooth. Come back to, <laughs> okay, well, you, you don't want anyone seeing that. <laughs> Unless it's Halloween, then it fits right in. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Perfect. Okay, well, <laughs> that was a great explanation. Thank you so much. Yeah, no problem. Let me know if you have any questions, okay? Yeah, yeah, thanks. That was really helpful. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Okay, Take care. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Let me know if you have any questions. Yes, I have a question. Why didn't you ask me if I wanted to make an appointment and offer me two good times? Because I called telling me that I need two crowns and I'm new in town. That's my question. Oh, man. She also used the word permanent. Then I called her out on it. I said, oh, so they're permanent. And then she said, well, no, they last 10 to 25 years. Wow. Excellent, excellent, excellent. That's great. I'd love a crown that lasts 25 years. I guess they should, but in actual, you know, actual practice, that's not typically the case. But in any case, I'm saying case a lot here because I'm making my case that she let me off the phone, didn't get any contact information, and didn't even attempt to make an appointment as nice and pleasant as she was. Oh, keep on rocking me, baby. Let's do another one right here. This call may be recorded. Big deal. Good afternoon. Thank you for calling Dentistry. How can I assist you today? I have a question for you. Um, my previous dentist was actually in a different city. Um, told me I needed two crowns, and they never really explained what that meant. What does that mean by a crown? For if you need a crown, what that means, sir, is that um, there was a cavity there and it got a little bigger. So for them to save the tooth, instead of doing like a filling for a cavity, they need to do a crown because the cavity is a little bigger. Got it. So instead of a big, big filling, you get a crown. Right, exactly. And what does that mean? Like what what does that involve? What does that mean exactly? So what they do is um, uh, say, okay, picture a tooth. And the decay part, which means it's kind of like the bad part. And what they do is they go Mm -hmm. in there and they take it out. Like they shave it down. They get rid of all the unwanted decay in the cavity. Then it's like a fence post. It's called a buildup. They put that on the tooth and shape it a little bit, and it's like a fence post. Then they put a crown on top of the buildup, and it saves the tooth. Wow. That was a great explanation. Are you the doctor? No, I'm a treatment coordinator. I go over people's treatment plans. <laughs> ah, well, that, I can tell. That was great. Well, I, I think I, I have a much better understanding of what a crown is. Thank you so much. Oh, my pleasure. If you have any more questions, just let us know. <laughs> you know it. I'll ask for you specifically. You're great. <laughs> Thank you. I really Thank- appreciate it. <laughs> you got it. Thank you so much. My pleasure. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye. Oh, man. If you have any more questions, just let us know. Yeah, I'm just going to call you every time I have a dental question, knowing that there'll be absolutely no attempt at all to get me to a point. That was too much. I don't know about that fence post thing. I'm trying to picture like a fence post rammed into someone's tooth. I didn't get that one exactly. But, you know, not a bad explanation. I mean, she assumed the crown was needed because I had an old restoration that had decay around it, which, you know, that accounts for many, um, many occurrences where a crown is needed. Not... 100% of the time, so not completely accurate, which is why I'm not a big fan of getting into clinical advice over the phone. I mean, she could have said the best thing to do is to let the doctor take a look. He or she can let you know if they agree that you need a crown, whatever. Get the patient in. She was nice. 
She gave an acceptable explanation, extremely pleasant, and then said, call me anytime you have questions. <laughs> oh, man, too much. Let's do one more. Maybe this will be the one that asks for the appointment. Maybe, baby. Thank you for calling the dental office of Dr. Welcome to our new phone system. We will be with you shortly. Thank you for calling Dr. office. This is Andrea. Hey, I like the new phone system. Um, Thanks. But I do have a, yeah, sure. I do have a question for you, though. Uh, my last dentist told me that I needed two crowns, and they didn't really explain what that meant. Can you tell me what a crown means? A crown? Yeah. I think, I, I think I'm getting the term right. Is that a, that's a dental term, right? A crown? Correct. Yeah. Um, are you um, – so are you needing – are you are you from are you trying to be a patient of ours to do it? Well, sure, it's possible. I, I just moved to the area recently. Okay. Um give me one second, okay? Oh sure. Okay, are you still there? Amazingly. Okay, so, um, and you were wanting to know what a crown was? Right, exactly. Okay, did they tell you why you needed a crown? Oh, um, I, I think I had some old large fillings. I, I might not be correct, but I think that was the reason. Okay, so um, it's with large fillings, um, Sometimes the doctor can see like tiny microscopic fractures or um, if it is large, uh, it could just be them. I'm not wanting to say like jumping the gun, but like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. large fillings can break your tooth um, over time. So in order to save the tooth, a lot of times doctors like to cover that with full cuspal coverage um, instead of having, you know, three cuspids uh with a filling um, just because the crowns are stronger than the resin or the amalgam filling in your tooth. Um, So they would prep that tooth and then put a crown on top. And it's just, uh, it makes the tooth stronger is what it is. Mm -hmm. Got it. And it looks like a tooth still? It does. It looks exactly like a tooth. Um, They don't do silver fillings, um, especially not with adults. Um, You'll see silver fillings and, uh, or not silver fillings, silver crowns with kids these days um, with, like, Medicaid, uh, just the, the cheaper version of them. Um, but as adults, no, it's, we do uh, tooth-colored crowns, so you won't even be able to tell, like, what tooth has a crown at all. Got it. Well, it's interesting. So if you have Medicaid, you get, like, inferior treatment? I'm sorry? If you have Medicaid, you don't get good treatment? That's interesting. No, no. It's like those are cheaper um, routes. Mm -hmm. So that is what Medicaid pays for um, at, like, pediatric offices. Got it. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah. I'm probably too old for pediatrics. (laughs) Yeah, and they're just just a little bit cheaper. Um, A lot of parents, I mean, this is completely a fork in the road. A lot of parents don't really want to pay for an expensive crown when that tooth is going to fall out anyways. Um, So that's where... 
Got that it. comes in. Yeah, that was a total. That was a that was a major fork <laughs> in the road, um, or possibly a spoon. Um, okay, so I think I understand now. So it could be a large failing. The dentist can see a microscopic fracture. Just have yeah. good vision. And then I see, and then yeah. Okay, got it. Cool. Well, thank you so much for that explanation. Yes, yes. Is there anything else I can help you with? No, no, that was great. Thank you. All righty. Yes, sir. Um, I guess just call us if you need anything else, okay? Oh, I definitely will. I definitely will. Thank you. Yes, you're welcome. Bye. Bye. All righty. Yes, sir. Yes, yes. Now, i got to say, um, we cut that whole time significantly just because you're listening and watching this podcast. We don't want to waste your time with a three-minute hold, but the whole time was ridiculous in reality. This entire call was about six minutes, way too long. So that was one thing. Why she went off on that tangent about pediatric patients on Medicaid getting stainless steel crowns, I have absolutely no idea. It had nothing to do with the topic at hand. It actually made them look bad. I mean, somebody might interpret that to think that they mistreat these poor Medicaid kids. Um, just a horrible tangent and had nothing to do with anything. I don't know what she was thinking. She was using terms like full cuspal coverage. How does anybody outside of dentistry have any idea what that means? Way too much of an explanation. I liked the beginning too when I asked her what a crown was. She said, a crown? Like it was some deep mystery or secret. I don't know. The whole call, she was actually very nice. But the whole call was really weird, strange tangents, kind of absurd language. And then, of course, at the end, she just said, all right, thanks. Let me know if you have any more questions. Bye now. No idea who I am, how to contact me. Never offer the appointment. Oh, for 4 today with our mystery shopper calls. But when I call your office, you're going to get it right. I just know it. Okay, if you want to find out more about what we do at the Matto Center, just go to matto.com, M-A-D-O-W.com. You want to send me a personal email, I read and respond to every single email. My email address is rich, R-I-C-H, at matto, M-A-D-O-W.com. And as I always ask you, if you could do us a favor, but not just us, any dentist or team member around the world I know would benefit from the knowledge that you're gaining right now on the Dental Practice Fixers podcast. So you can refer us to a friend or even better, go online, whatever site you're using to listen or watch, give us a five-star rating, a thumbs up, a nice review. You'll be helping your dental colleagues all over the place. Hey, I'm Dr. Richard Matto. Thanks so much for being a part of the Dental Practice Fixers podcast family. Yes, we are one crazy dysfunctional family here at the podcast, and I will talk to you soon. Thanks.